Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In times like these, the Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter back issue section, exclusively available for PW Torch VIP members, has become perhaps more valuable than ever. So many people are looking back at old wrestling events, whether it's watching great matches and great events from the past on ESPN or Fox, or whether it's diving into a streaming service such as WWE Network or otherwise. The Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter back issue section is a great companion. You can bring up the back issue from that date, covering that event contemporaneously, and read our coverage of the event and find out what we thought of it at the time. You can read about the build-up to the storylines. You can read about the fallout, our roundtable reviews, my match reports, my star ratings. So many of Pro Wrestling's biggest events, including all of WCW, WWF, WWE, and ECW events over the years, covered in the Pro Wrestling Torch Newsletter back issues, along with some great international events. So check out VIP membership and read about past events, our coverage of past events, along with Torch Talk interviews dating back to the late 1980s with some of Pro Wrestling's biggest names and cover stories and behind-the-scenes details and hard-hitting editorials. The PW Torch back issue section is currently covering the Monday Nitro reboot with Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff getting a second chance. You can read about how that didn't go well pretty much right out of the gate on a week-by-week basis as we post new back issues from 20 years ago this week in both PDF and all-text format. Gain access to over 1,500 back issues as soon as you go VIP, dating back from the late 1980s through this past week. That's pwtorch.com slash govip to get details and sign up. That's pwtorch.com slash govip. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health, Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, PW Torch and Spreaker bring you the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show 
It's time to talk this week's WWE Friday Night Smackdown on Fox. All right, well, we have the semifinals for the Intercontinental Championship all lined up. Daniel Bryan taking on Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles taking on Elias. Mike, what's your prediction for the finals? Wow. Um, Not Elias. So I'm going with Styles against... Jeff Hardy. I will pick Daniel Bryan, and here's why. This is me trying to decode what WWE's done the last two weeks. Sheamus was really mad at Jeff Hardy rolling him up. And I think Sheamus is going to cost Jeff Hardy the match in a nefarious way that the ref doesn't see, Bryan doesn't see, but Bryan ends up winning. And Bryan gave that spirited promo last week, talking about what the IC title would mean to him. And he doesn't really have another, like, big issue. So... Styles, by the way, big news. Cole said it rather, just rather passively um, <laughs> on, on the first time. Um, and then after the commercial break, after he got yelled at or something, he goes, big news, as I mentioned. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how many people got that, but it was like, oh, by the way, AJ Styles has been officially traded smacked out for future considerations. And then like eight minutes later, big news, I mentioned earlier. No, you didn't, you didn't frame <laughs> it as big news, but Styles, a permanent member of SmackDown, I, Styles has to go over Elias. So... Um, it makes sense for a heel Styles against a babyface Brian, and then you branch off uh, a Jeff Hardy Sheamus feud. So that that's my prediction. I mean, I'm not like super confident in it, but that's me kind of reading or decoding. I think what WWE's put out there so far. That makes sense it's, with the legwork they put in with Brian's promos. And at, tonight, as this was unfolding, I was wishing that we had more promos like that from the other participants in the in the tournament. Um, but they really focused on Brian, so yeah, he might uh, he might get past Hardy by hook or by crook, not uh, Brian's hook <laughs> or crook, uh, but possibly Sheamus's. Um, but I was just thinking of uh, they did a video package or a a video promo with Jeff Hardy tonight, and it was pretty impassioned. Yeah, and uh, I was going just off of that momentum and how he got uh, basically an underdog victory over Sheamus. And I thought maybe that momentum could carry him someplace. And But, yeah, I could see it going either way. Well, the other big news is Miz and Morrison are the future Universal Champion. Mike, <laughs> what do you think of this twist? I mean, I, it's, to me, it's not outrage. Um, it's sort of a shoulder shrug and a nod. Like, okay, I know the times we're living in. And they don't really have this deep heel roster. I don't think you want to give away the fiend against Braun Strowman. On Backlash, no offense to Backlash fans out there, but it's not as rich of a tradition as, say, SummerSlam. Uh, so I think you say Braun Fiend for SummerSlam and build that up longer. And this is a little bridge to get you past Backlash. Um, your June pay-per-view, it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a, you know, quote, a little bit intriguing. I, you know, do air quotes on the podcast here in that, you know, well, what if Miz and Morrison did win and we're co-champions? Um, and... It is two on one, and it's it's not your main event. But with with dual brand pay per views, they're going to have a stronger match with Drew and Bobby uh, to headline. And so I'm I'm not against them kind of rotating. Which is it's sort of like Moxley and Brody Lee. It's not Moxley versus Kenny Omega or you know like a a top true top tier guy. You go with the B match when you have another A match like Cody Archer. Um, that's at least how I'm kind of framing it and looking at it. And I think that's even more the case here with Drew Lashley. Again, in the context of what WWE's working with right now, that's a big enough match to headline with. So 
I'm fine with it. It's, you know, Miz and Morrison are, are, are able to fill TV time and turn this into, you know, a spectacle of a stipulation, I guess. Uh, Mike, your, your thoughts on that. Are you with me on that? Or would you push back against that acceptance of it without too much begrudging? No, I, I accept it. Um, I don't, even despite their two-on-one advantage, I don't have faith that they're going to, to defeat Braun to become the, the champion. Right. But were they to become the champion, I think they would be amusing in that role. So I might take five or ten minutes to fantasize about uh, <laughs> how Miz and Morrison would behave as champion. And yeah. uh, that's probably the best I'm going to get. But no, I, I get your point. Um, I don't know if Lash it's, – it's kind of hard to imagine Lashley as in the role of the, the true main event. Obviously, it will involve Bobby Lashley. I, you know, I don't know about that. But like you said, given the current roster choices and the landscape and the fact that it's, it's more about Drew, obviously. So, yeah. yeah, you get Drew in a solid match. And then, yeah, you can have Braun uh, bounce off of these two guys. And, uh, yeah, that's fine for, for this pay-per-view. And if Miz and Morrison win, it's a path for, like, Jeff Hardy to win the title, and then Sheamus can beat Jeff. And by the way, this goes against what I've been preaching for 20 years, since all of a sudden world title reigns went from, on average, two title changes every seven years to two title changes every seven weeks. Mm -hmm. But I am not against, in these times, some exceptions being made to some otherwise sound rules. And I'm kind of at some point looking forward to... A summer of hot potato with the universal title. Or WWE title. But since Drew has a WWE title, I'm against it. But they've sort of had this Braun Strowman championship that is sort of an accident. Or not accident, but, you know, happenstance because of the Roman Reigns situation. They weren't super invested in this. They didn't build it up for a long time. It's not, you know, Braun's not super over. Um, he's not a great champion, you know, in the way that WWE kind of... He's more of a special attraction. So, you don't have an obvious guy, so... Just play hot potato. Like, I honestly, if Miz and Morrison beat Braun, <laughs> and then Jeff Hardy in July beat Miz and Morrison, or Miz or Morrison, maybe it's a tag match rules where they have to tag in and out at least. And Jeff Hardy, well, wow! And then and then Sheamus takes out Jeff Hardy on a special episode of SmackDown, and then that leads to SummerSlam and a rematch. I, I mean, I would not come down. I mean, I really do great WWE on a curve a little bit right now and, and under different rules. Than if they had full roster and a live crowd and everything. I'm just throwing it out there as more not like, oh, I'm saying specifically do that. As much as I'm using that to illustrate my point, that that's a tool in their toolbox that would actually just sort of generate some buzz and create a little bit of more relevance to these pay-per-views and to the TV show when they are lacking that all-important crowd energy. And I know some people push back against it, and I totally understand it because I would have thought, I would be one of those people. But just watching the shows now and not sort of having this parody with Styles, Hardy, Sheamus, Braun, Miz and Morrison collectively, I'm sort of like, why not? It just don't do it again for like 12 years. You know what I mean? But this might be the time to do it. Yeah. If um, it's, you've said before on, on various podcasts that if there was a time to do a little bit of experimentation, yeah. now is it to try to switch things up and there's something to be said for bravery in, in situations like this. Um, and I think AEW's found more success than WWE has, but, and also along those same lines, if there was ever an opportunity to put a championship title on Miz and Morrison, a singular belt, it would be now taking it from a guy that the company 
didn't intend to be champion in the first place under these circumstances. So it all, it could come to that. Um, I still don't think I see it, but I want to. I want to see what, <laughs> what it would look like. <laughs> yes, yes. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you download and listen to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling post shows, we get right into the analysis of what happened. If you want to get a foundation of what happened if you didn't watch the show or a sneak peek at what I thought of the show, check out PWTorch.com where I cover raw AEW or NXT, and SmackDown on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday nights. I'm updating my reports every few minutes during the program, so whether you're watching or not, check out PWTorch.com and hit refresh during the shows or catch up after the shows are completed. Same thing, by the way, for WWE pay-per-views. That's PWTorch.com. Read the results, full details of what happened, and my analysis of the segments of the show. That's PWTorch.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. Uh, well, let's introduce ourselves at the table and get to phone calls and emails. This is the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show following the Friday, May 22nd, 2020 episode of WWE Friday Night SmackDown on Fox. The other voice you hear is Mike Myers, who covers WWE main event and WWE kickoff shows for PWTorch.com. He also uh, semi-regularly occupies the co-host chair here on the uh, Friday SmackDown Post Show. Mike, welcome back. Thanks for having me back, Wade. Good to be here. I always enjoy when you're a co-host. Um, don't tell the others, but you know you're one of my favorites. I had a feeling. Yeah, I know you did. I could tell. So, but don't 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 go publicizing that. It can make a few other people feel bad. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't do that on air or anywhere else. <laughs> I won't name names. Um, all right. So, with that troublemaking uh, exchange, um, uh, let's uh, let's let's just jump to phone. Let's just jump to the phone lines. Um, I'll give out the phone numbers in case you guys want to call if you haven't yet. 
Uh, we are live at about 10.15 Eastern. So uh, if that is when you're listening to us, this is your chance to call. The number is 347-215-8558. That's 347-215-8558. You can find that number on the uh, uh, on my report uh, covering SmackDown on PWTorch.com, along with a link to the live stream of the show every Friday. Actually, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, speaking of Raw Dynamite and SmackDown. And uh, you can also find that number and the link on our Twitter feed, at PWTorch, right around the time uh, the shows Monday, Wednesday, and Friday are winding to an end. Um, you can also find the link there. Or you can just go to WadeKellerPostShow.com and navigate to the latest show. Um, when you call, push 1 on your keypad. And that will flag you on our switchboard as wanting to actually be brought onto the show. Otherwise, you are welcome to just call that number and listen in and decide if you want to participate or not. Uh, you can also email us if that works better for you. You can also, like, if you don't listen to the show live afterwards, but you want to be part of the post show as you're watching SmackDown or right afterwards, just email us. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. Quick note before I get to the calls, yesterday Tony Schiavone from AEW was my guest on the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, and we covered a lot of territory, uh, and in in particular focused on uh, AEW introducing a secondary title, and Tony gave his opinion, and we batted around some ideas, and also some memories of well-executed secondary titles and secondary title rivalries. Um, We talked about a bunch else, including some great Tony Khan stories, Young Buck stories, uh, from Tony and more. So check that out. We also, at the end of it, have a f- have the full Cody Rhodes media conference call where uh, various media members called or emailed or texted their questions for Cody to answer. And all of that is to get you uh, primed for either watching or at least following our coverage of AEW Double or Nothing, the Saturday night pay-per-view. It's tomorrow night, or for most of you listening to this, tonight we'll have live coverage of that event on Saturday night right here at, or not right here, but at PWTorch.com. And then Greg Parks will be hosting a live post show just like this, but it'll be part of the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. So you can download the show on our PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. Just search PW Torch on your podcast app, or as always, visit PWTorch.com for links to all of our podcasts if you want to stream them or download them. Uh, you can also call live and participate. There will be a link in my AEW Double or Nothing report at PWTorch.com that'll take you right to the streaming page for that show. It will be different than this because it's the Daily Cast, not the Wade Keller Post Show. So that's coming up Saturday night. The Deep Dive with Rich Fan, normally our Saturday Daily Cast, will switch to Sunday this week. Uh, Greg and Rich just switching days. All right. A lot more I could plug. It was a busy day of VIP podcast yesterday. Some really good stuff was uh, was available. A lot of people commenting on Twitter about that. Um, so go VIP if you haven't yet. PWTorch.com slash go VIP for details. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To the first phone call we go, and we'll begin with 111. Go ahead, state your name and where you're calling from. Uh, hi, it's uh, Adam, VIP, VIP member from Australia. Hey, Adam, you're throwing us a curveball. It's uh, usually one of two other people who call us with that uh, international line. So good to hear from you again. Thanks for calling. It's been a while. No worries. I um, thought I'd make a guest appearance on the show today, Wade. Um, my um, question is about Shinsuke Nakamura. Do yeah. you think there's any way he can be rehabilitated uh, to become uh, a main event player or even a world champion? And, and if he can't in the WWE... Do you think AEW would be interested in him at all? Oh, yeah. I almost think it would take a change of scenery, Mike. I, I don't know that he could be rehabbed in WWE at this point. I think he's kind of in the lane that people will accept and embrace him in. What do you think? I was kind of thinking anything's possible with someone with his talent unless he has, unless it's come down to him not caring, no matter what sort of push they might want to deal him. I think with the right promos and video segments, um, that they could still do a lot with him um, unless he's simply not motivated. If he's totally happy making a great deal amount of money with a fairly relaxed schedule and less wear and tear than he's used to, uh, gosh, it's it's hard because I can't get in his head and I don't know what he wants. I know a friend of the torch, Matt McCarthy, <laughs> jokes about how he hopes Nakamura is enjoying his retirement so far. And if if that really is the case, then maybe he's not interested in, in that sort of push. Maybe he's happy with the money he's made and what he's making. Um, and if I am AEW, I would think I would love to have Nakamura if I could get shades of what he was doing in New Japan. I, I, I mean, Nakamura Styles was good tonight. And and I'm taking into account there's no crowd. So, you know, it just brings down the, the ceiling for any match, other than the greatest match of all time, which was coming up next month. Um, it brings it, it lowers the ceiling uh, on what it can be. I mean, let's not pretend WrestleMania, Tokyo Dome, Empty Performance Center um, ha- all have the same ceiling in terms of match quality. But it, it watching it, 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 I mean, it was workmanlike. I mean, it was good. But... It's not, it's, it's sort of, there's a little sadness to it too, you know, um, just what it could have been, what this could have meant. And in some of it is, as, as I had whispered to me, uh, early on in Shinsuke's run, um, you know, so, uh, somebody just told me from WWE, he's lazy. <laughs> That's his reputation. He's lazy. He doesn't want to work anymore. He's, he's had, he's, he's worked hard. He's physically, t- it's all taken a physical toll on him and he's here to just kind of go through the motions and be what he thinks a WWE wrestler or WWE sports entertainer is and preserve his body and earn some money. And, and there is that attitude in WWE in some circles, not all. Uh, and, and I'm not sure at this stage of his career that he's got a burning desire to go to AEW and show people I can be great because he was great for so long. Um, that said, Adam, um, if he went to AEW, I mean, if I could wave a magic wand, I, I would, I would roll, I'd roll the dice on Shinsuke Going to AEW and being something more there, I don't. I would not put my money on him becoming what we all hoped and imagined. And really, in retro, I still think he could have been with the right motivation and framing by management. You know, we're excited to have you. Here's what we're going to do: stay motivated, 
um, this is going to be great. Um, he could have been, but I, I, I do think it's it's too late to to rev him up. Um, if he was thirty one, I'd I'd be I'd feel different. Uh, Adam, back to you. Um, yes, I just want to ask you about a guy who used to wrestle in uh, WWE. Uh, his name's Roman Reigns. Um, I just want to ask, is it a safe assumption that he won't wrestle again until there is a vaccine for the coronavirus, or do you think he'll be back sooner than that? And if he doesn't come back until they find a vaccine, that could be like a good couple of years away. So I just wanted to get your comments about that. He's saying it's because he wants to keep his kids and his family safe. Um, and and it, it, it may be that. It may also be... Because for some reason, you know, he, he would feel like his body went, went, would be more at risk um, for for coronavirus and getting over it with all, all his body has been through with cancer treatment. Um, I don't I don't know either way um, if, if there's more to it than with the kids. But I, I think if I think we're all learning as we go along, you know, what chances are we willing to take or what? Yeah, I mean, what chance are we willing to take? You know, at the beginning, it was it was scary. You know, is it is it can I be in an open field flying a kite with my kid, and can a wind gust from two miles away give it to me, and or or not? You know, like in there, we just didn't know in the early stages, and maybe Roman was in that frame of mind of I, I just need to know more. And as we learn more, and as he learns more, he may be reading a lot and learning and going okay. Now I feel comfortable because we have this all these examples of what people have been doing who have stayed safe and what people are doing who have who have come come down to the coronavirus. He might have some parameters where he'd feel comfortable coming back. And so that's the part that's hard hard to fully predict. Um my hunch though, having laid all that out there that maybe he'll not change his mind but have enough information to take have a scenario where he'd feel comfortable, my hunch is he doesn't come back until there's a vaccine. Um, and I think WWE not bringing his name up is in part because they have a feeling he will be gone until there is a vaccine, and they don't know how long that will be. And so they sort of want out of sight, out of mind. That's my take on that. Uh, Mike, any any hunches on your part? You know, once again, just like I, it's hard to get into Nakamura's head and whether he could be motivated with WWE or elsewhere. I'm not sure exactly what Roman is thinking. Um, and... As for a vaccine, um, I wouldn't rule out that he won't. I wouldn't say he won't come back until there's a vaccine because between now and vaccine, there might, there's going to be an opportunity for a big resurgence of coronavirus spreading. Things are just starting to reopen now. And as a result of that, if it's done carefully enough, it will continue to flatten out and nobody will be overwhelmed, and maybe we'll see him back. If there's a resurgence, then don't count on seeing him for a couple of years. So I think uh, as this plays out, or like Wade's been saying, as we learn more, um, that that will impact his return. All right. I just read a story about somebody with symptoms um, working at Great Clips, um, giving haircuts to dozens and dozens and dozens of people for a stretch of time that she had symptoms. And it's like, if that stuff's going on um, and we've politicized wearing masks in public, um, you know, I, I think we're going to have a, we're going to have a resurgence of, of it. Uh, hopefully those are small isolated situations and, and it doesn't, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, th- that is exactly. Um, so anyway, yeah.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Every Sunday night, catch Wrestling Night in America on PWTorchDailyCast.com, hosted by me, PW Torch columnist Greg Parks. Each week, I'll welcome a co-host from the Torch family to discuss the big shows in pro wrestling, taking your calls and emails. You can listen live most weeks beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. On Sunday nights with a WWE or Impact pay-per-view, we go on the air at the conclusion of that pay-per-view. You can listen live, but of course the full show is available for download on demand anytime shortly after it airs. Visit PWTorchDailyCast.com and click the live stream link to find the next scheduled live show link. Search PWTorch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Wrestling Night in America every Sunday, PWTorchDailyCast.com. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Adam, uh, back to you. Um, I just wanted to um, ask one last question. Um, do you think, I didn't think uh, Jeff Hardy looked particularly good uh, in the ring tonight. I know it was a kind of match where uh, he was fighting from underneath the whole match, but what did you think of uh, Jeff Hardy tonight and, and what's, uh, what do you think the future holds for him? Do you think just intercontinental uh, level or could he be potential universal champion? And uh, That's all from me, Wade. Uh, thanks very much for your time. Thank you, Adam. Good to hear from you. Uh, Mike, I'll throw to you first on that one. What do you think of Hardy's performance, and is his ceiling IC title level or world title level? Uh, not world title level. Definitely IC level. Um, he's at a point in his career, uh, in his age, and his, the wear and tear in his body, where he's basically a legacy star, I think. So um, if he's able to go for that, that middle title, um, go for it. And I'm not going to lie, um, I had a, a similar thought to Adam during the match. It didn't last the whole match or anything, but there's just a few seconds here or there where I thought, ah, this doesn't seem right. And I even went to a kind of a dark place in my mind where the WWE could spin an angle of, is Jeff Hardy under the influence as we speak in the ring right now? Oh, wow. And uh, they didn't they didn't do that. And uh, I wasn't seriously considering that's where it was going. It was a fleeting thought that 
um, Adam kind of that I had that Adam kind of sparked in me. But the commentary did um, point out as much, saying that Hardy seems a step behind tonight. And I don't know if they were commenting on his performance as an actual <laughs> observation or if it was just part of the underdog story that was otherwise being told in the ring. I, I, yeah, I, I took it as an underdog story. You know, Hardy's taking a beating from a big bad heel and is resilient and, and is fighting back. Um, and, and you know, Hardy. one thing Hardy does that he, he's good at is long-term selling. Well, I, I'm thinking of inconsistencies, but like he when he made his comeback, he wasn't like it wasn't like the Tommy Dreamer comeback where it's like he takes a beating for 10 minutes and then flip a switch and he's Hulk Hogan. He's oh, I'm uh, I'm 100 percent. That 10 minute beating meant nothing. Hardy sells like he's been in a car crash or a moped crash um, where he knows how to make it look like that beating he took. It's taken everything out of him just to do what he did to make a comeback or stop the attack. So maybe he's just more convincing um, than most in that regard, I guess. Depending on how long the uh, the Daniel Bryan Jeff Hardy match goes, whenever they hold that, um, I, did they announce it's for sure next week, or could it be the week after? I didn't hear an announcement. Yeah, I didn't hear it the way. So whatever that match is, um, you know, maybe we'll get a, a hint there. I I sure hope they're not put Hardy in the ring under the influence if he's having a relapse and putting other wrestlers at risk just because they've invested so much in him. And I wouldn't want him doing a good job being a ragdoll and taking a beating to be a rumor starter or speculation generator. Um, I, I didn't get that feeling. Um, but, you know, at, at some point you want Hardy Hardy to, uh, you know, to get some, some wins and give fans a reason to believe that this is someone worth fighting or someone worth investing in and cheering for to have another run that everybody can be proud of. And I, I want to reiterate, I was not suggesting that Matt Hardy or Jeff Hardy was under the influence tonight. I I merely had a thought that he seemed a step behind, kind of like the commentary said, and wondered if they might spin it as ah, storyline. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I, I didn't want to make any accusations along those lines. But I'm with you. Uh, it, and also, if there's an opponent that he's going to sell like that for, like you pointed out how he's how good he is at selling Seamus is a great opponent to do that for. Yes. Yep. All right, cool. Uh, Adam, appreciate the call. We will now go to, uh, four, seven, nine, uh, four, seven, nine, please state your name and where you're calling from. Hey, Wade, Mike, this is Grant in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Hey, Grant, good to hear from you. Uh, thanks for calling. What, what do you think of SmackDown tonight? Um, I thought it was a really good show tonight, and you know, I felt like there was a lot of wrestling on the wrestling show tonight. So, I mean, they seemed to have some pretty extended matches that were, were of pretty good quality. Um, and I uh, was really encouraged to see AJ on SmackDown. Um, you know, I think that's a good switch. I do... Uh, noticed that he came out in not his red tights, but a, a lime green color. Um, sh- are we going to be seeing a face turn for him this year? Good question. Mike, is it, I mean, with, with Anderson and Gallows gone, Styles over on SmackDown, does SmackDown become the house that AJ built again in the absence of Roman Reigns? Is AJ, do, do, could you imagine them going, we need, we need a true uh, top babyface, and, you know, Otis is fun. Daniel Bryan is Daniel Bryan, but kind of hedging on whether he's fully committed, you know, beyond uh, Bree's current pregnancy. And, you know, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy, if you believe his ceiling is icy title level, you need a, a lead babyface to share the burden, uh, so to speak, with Braun. 
And then you can do, you know, AJ against The Fiend, AJ against Sheamus, AJ against Dolph Ziggler, AJ against King Corbin. Um, there's some heel matchups that can fill, um, you know, f- fill, fill some months. Uh, Mike, your thoughts? Well, I, he's proven himself in both roles. So I absolutely believe he could be uh, not only a babyface, but again, but a top babyface uh, with with Ro- uh, Roman Reigns absent. Um, yeah, I don't. It's tricky to think of Otis filling that role. Although um, you mentioned Otis, and it got me thinking about some things I noticed during his match is that he wasn't playing one hundred percent comedy the whole time, and. I made specific note that some of Otis's shouting was done in what I would call a normal voice mm-hmm. and not the cartoonish Otis voice. Yeah. And I was wondering if they're trying to branch him out apart, away from the comedy to some extent and into normal, you know, strong baby face. Um, but anyway, Otis aside, of, of course, AJ could be top baby face again if that's the direction they want to go for sure. Yeah. Anything else, Grant? Well, I mean, um, I think that, you know, the theme being on SmackDown as well and the kind of the reputation of him changing folks as as he's done uh, several times, you know, we could see a direction from that happen. And uh, and then, interestingly enough, um, do you think we could see Braun team up with Bray Wyatt again? Like uh, we got this two-on-one handicap match, do you think there could be some interference from from Bray in that match? Uh, Mike, what do you think? So Bray showing up to support Braun in his in the tag match against Miz and Morrison. Yes, so Miz and Morrison go to cheat to win, and you get the the Bray stopping it and and an awkward moment, which kind of leads into the summer and, and brings on Fiend versus Braun and some weird turn next month. I guess it could come to that. I I sort of struggle with seeing Braun needing to be bailed out against what are kind of a couple of clowns right now. Yeah. Um, I could see them pulling shenanigans like we talked about uh, in the opening about uh, – they could get there's a way for them to get the title off of Braun, but I feel like it it wouldn't be it wouldn't be too long before Braun would exact his revenge on them. Even if it he didn't get the belt back, uh, they would pay for it. Um, so yeah, that's I guess that would be an interesting way to get the fiend back against Braun to interweave uh, you know the the, the host of Firefly Fun House to, to bail out his former partner. Um, I don't know. That's, that's kind of going a long way out. What do you think, Wade? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I, I could see if, if Miz and Morrison were to win against Braun, I could see Bray or The Fiend being the reason for it. If they're trying to get the belt off of Braun and they don't really know how to do it because they didn't plan to give him the belt in the first place, that could set up... Um, you know, a, a feud between Fiend and Braun without the Universal title at stake, because frankly, it doesn't need it. And then Miz and Morrison can go, you know, lose it to AJ Styles in a two-on-one match, and AJ turns babyface or something like that. So, I think there's a way to do it. I, I the idea of of Bray or Fiend helping Braun beat Miz and Morrison, I I think, it, it, I don't think fans would buy it as as needed, and it would 
it just be yeah i'm not quite sure how that helps you tell a, a sensible story with braun that he had help from the fiend to win i would think it'd be more costing him to win uh grant go back to you well i mean y'all are trying to apply logic to the projection of wwe booking so it's going to get confusing sometimes so i guess that's uh <laughs> yeah. something to say um but uh, you know uh, other than that, I thought that the uh, Bailey Charlotte match was was done really well, and it was good to see both of them in the ring against each other in, in a quality match. And uh, appreciate you guys, and y'all stay safe. All right, cool. Thank you, Grant. Appreciate it. Thanks, Grant. All right. Um, again, our number is three four seven two one five eight five five eight. We'll go next to another one one one. Go ahead, state your name and where you're calling from. Hey, it's Craig from Toledo. Hey, Craig, how you doing? Good. How about you guys? Uh, good. Thanks for asking. Um, how was uh, how was SmackDown tonight for you? I I liked it pretty much. I mean, it was a lot of paint by number stuff, but there was some um, decent stuff inter interwoven into it. Like ba- like he just said, the Bailey uh, Charlotte match was good. I like that Bailey is talking all that crap in the middle of the match. She's she's been one of the best like empty arena crap talking um people in this whole pandemic thing like when she uh was <laughs> when the ref caught her on the ropes she was like good job i was just testing you and you know yelling at cole and all this stuff i have another I, note I, I, along I, those lines yeah. craig uh i made note of that line and uh a little later in the match she had uh charlotte stunned in the corner and the ref did the typical thing of, all right, back up, back up. He told her a few times, and she screamed at him, I'm back as far as I can be, before she changed <laughs> it at her again. So I'm totally with you on, on Bailey's uh, in-ring antics tonight. And uh, they're encouraging that. that. You know, They're very much encouraging wrestlers to be vocal, referees be vocal, You know, mouth off to the referee if you're a wrestler. There was, there's like, there was a point of trash talking going on between them at one point. It was with the chops in the ring. And in the in the middle of the ring, about I don't know three fourths of the way through the match, I guess, and and Bailey's chopping Charlotte, and Charlotte's talking back, and Bailey's yelling at her while she's chopping her, and Charlotte's yelling back, and then I mean it was just it, you can t- I mean it's going to be interesting when they get back in front of crowds, um, how much of that just dissipates, or if it's sort of a habit that they keep. Um, you know, Cody talked, and we've got the transcript of it up on pwtorch.com, and then you can also listen to it on yesterday's. Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast after the uh, Tony Schiavone interview I conducted yesterday where, you know, Cody talks about, you know, we're learning different things. You know, we're adjusting and it's testing some people's skill sets and it's advancing or evolving some people's skill sets. There's some things people, the wrestlers might bring with them back to crowds that they would not have had in their toolbox or a knife that wouldn't have been sharpened. Um, but they had to sharpen it because of this this circumstance. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. But yeah, a lot, a lot of wrestlers making a lot of noise. And I've heard from some wrestlers who are like, be sure to mention how difficult it is to work a match and also yell constantly. It's a whole different level of cardio. Like they, they're like feeling the, they're feeling it in their chest, like having to having to shout constantly while also trying to keep up on, on a match. And you know when they do post match interviews, how tough it is, how long it takes wrestlers to catch their breath to do a post match interview. We've seen that a lot, and that's one of the reasons they don't do a lot of them. Um, imagine now having to do that all match, basically cut post match promos while you're working. And you don't have a crowd to create energy, so you got to create all the energy yourself, vocally and physically. So it's take it's it's a whole it's a different type of work in the ring than than with crowds uh, in the way that it has been done the previous hundred twenty years. <laughs> and and uh, 
Kevin Owens has been one of my favorites for a while because just, just because of that. Like he, yeah. like, you know, Steve Austin told him not, never shut up and just keep talking. <laughs> yep. And he took that to heart and he, he does it all match. And that's one of my, that's one of the things I love the most about him and in, in his in ring. And a lot of these other people, it would behoove them to go to Kevin Owens and be like, what do you, you know, get some advice from him and stuff like that. Cause the, there's some of these that are their their characters are being enhanced. Bailey right now is probably having her best run in the entire in her entire tenure on on the main roster just because she won't shut up. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, I know there's um, different the other... difference I know there's differences of opinion on Bailey, but I was not in her camp until recently and I think she is better than she has been as a heel act. I'm not crazy about Charlotte and Bailey as two heels battling. I'm definitely not in favor of announcers saying Bailey really uh, shut up her critics with that win as opposed to decrying the fact that she proved nothing because she cheated to win. You know, the, uh, the announcer should not be extinguishing heel heat by congratulating heels for having the wherewithal in the success at cheating. The idea of a wrestling match, the way it's presented is you're supposed to fight within the rules to prove you're better. Uh, that's why people are outraged at the New England Patriots because this sense, or or the Astros. There, the idea is no, you don't get credit for cheating to win championships. And the announcers, it's just it's dumbfounding to me. I, I can't fathom unless it's some psychosis of Vince McMahon because he wants to normalize cheating to get ahead in life because that's his philosophy and you're a sucker if you don't and so he's trying to normalize it through his wrestling storytelling thus the narrative of the announcers that he encourages them to take but when Graves is like and, and you know while Bailey really shut up her critics and Cole's just like nodding along I'm like what is going on cheating is supposed to generate heat so you want to see the babyface get revenge and win fair and square and they're taking that away so I had to insert that little mini rant in there um but uh Craig back to you a lot of announcers and analysts always conflate uh, gamesmanship and cheating. It's like, no, they're two totally different things. You, you're not like gamesmanship is, is not, it's, it's, it's a totally different thing. And, yeah, and, um, and by the way, Craig, the other, they, they could have framed it as, Hey, normally, you know, I wouldn't congratulate anybody for cheating to win, but Charlotte tried to cheat with her feet on the middle rope early in the match. And she tried to cheat other times and Charlotte's cheated to win a lot of times. And you know what Bailey just did? She beat Charlotte at her own game. She would have proved more by beating her without cheating, but it's got a sting that Charlotte lost with Bailey cheating. Like there's a less robotic cliched way to tell that story. That's more engaging and has more layers and, and, and they just didn't go there. Just like, Oh, Bailey sure shut up the critics with that win. It's like, that wasn't a win in the, in the sense of a, of the way the announcer should, should frame an ending to a match. And, Again, and, and it's it, it's not isolated. I mean, they just do this constantly. So um, it's part of a larger pattern. And Bailey Charlotte, there was an opportunity there for nuance and layers. And they just glossed over it and robotically just did their normal thing of defaulting to praising somebody who won no matter how they won. They did kind of at the end, though, after right after the win, they she said she outsmarted the dirtiest player in the game. You know, something like that. I forget yeah. what the exact words were. But they yeah. mentioned the dirtiest player in the game part. Yeah, so, I, I mean, there that. was that. When you learn from the dirtiest player in the game, you've got to know better than that. Like, yes. to get to have yep. Bailey get over on you like that. Audible is offering listeners of this podcast a free edition of Jim Ross's Under the Black Hat, or for that matter, any book title of your choosing in their vast collection of thousands and thousands of books. If you go to audible.com slash Wade or text Wade to 500-500. That's right. Jim Ross's Under the Black Hat. 
came out just a couple weeks ago, available to you right now for free. In his new book, he goes into uh, detail that I haven't heard before. There's one point pretty early in the book where he says, I'd called the damn Flair vs. Steamboat trilogy, and now I was trying to get punch holes to line up in the stupid paper on my stupid desk. I wanted to be on the front lines, not behind a desk. Go check out the new Jim Ross memoir of his time in WWE with some great stories from years and years ago and more recently. That's under the black hat at audible.com slash PWTorch. Now, it's not just pro wrestling books, and it's not just books. Audible is much more than audiobooks. They have podcasts, guided wellness programs, theatrical performance, A-list comedy, and exclusive Audible originals you won't find anywhere else. There are thousands of titles. In fact, if you listen to everything on Audible, you'd be listening for more than three centuries to catch up. Of course, you could dial up your narration speed and maybe cut it down to a century and a half. Anyway, Audible helps people get more stories and information through the gift of found time. It allows people to listen while commuting, cooking, exercising, gardening, or relaxing at home. A recent Pew study found that 27% of adults say they haven't read a single book in the past year, up from 19% in 2011. Lack of time being the main reason. So, why not listen to your books and then you can, you know, tell your friends how many books you read this year. One of the non-wrestling titles I'm listening to right now is Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow about the Harvey Weinstein situation. And uh, it's a fascinating look behind the scenes at uh, power and corruption and denial um, within a news organization and the frustration that he had within NBC News trying to get uh, this story out. It's it's a well-told story. It's fascinating and uh, kind of chilling. Also, I'm uh, listening to an Alfred Hitchcock biography. I've been watching some old Alfred Hitchcock movies in recent weeks as I've had more time at home and less time away from home, and I wanted to learn more about him and the movies he made. Whatever interests you this month, uh, Audible's got a book that will let you do a deep dive into it or just be entertained and escape. So again, go to audible.com slash Wade or text Wade to 500-500. Every month, members get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digests from the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. And that's important for a lot of people right now. We're living in a time right now where there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of routines that have been broken, and it can shake us up a little bit. Some guided meditation might help. This might be the time to uh, check that out, and Audible is a way to do that. So go to audible.com slash Wade or text Wade to 500-500. I got two two other things really quick. Uh, the shag gas part thing, do you think that was enough? Uh, do you think there will be more on Monday? And um, the other the other part was, uh, and I'll hang up and listen after this, and thanks for taking my call. And and also the uh, Tony Schiavone stuff was great. And the, oh, thanks. Thanks for putting that up. And um, the the I, I got a um, – I kind of did a little bit of slight detective work watching the show tonight when I've been paying attention to that hacker stuff, the hand, cause the hand has been revealed the last couple times they did that vignette and the hand is lighter skin. So a lot of people were saying Xavier Woods, but that, that hand is not Xavier Woods hand. Not that that matters because they, you know, they just, you know, whitewash everything, whatever, you know, and it doesn't matter. But, um, also tonight, um, it was a really, really subtle thing, but Corey Graves said they. He didn't say he or she. Uh. He said they um, when he was mentioning the hacker. And I thought that was kind of weird, so I'm thinking it might be a woman. 
and I'll uh, hang up and listen. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, interesting. Uh, Mike, what's your uh, what's your take on the hacker, including Michael Cole giving, I think it was Cole, who gave credit to the hacker for exposing the Sonya uh, Dolph plot. Yeah, it was Cole, because then Graves decried it, saying, no, Dolph and Mandy could have been a happy couple, and the hacker ruined everything, and now we got all this other stuff going on. Um, and framed the hacker not as a heel, but as a babyface, um, bringing, bringing justice to the world through uh, secret hidden cameras. Well, unlike the diligent Craig, I have done no detective work on who the <laughs> hacker might be. Um, I've heard about um, Xavier Woods or oh, I'm sorry, who's the guy who was the, the former police officer? Yeah, Ali. Ali, yeah. Mustafa he, Ali. No, no, no. Ali. And it, it, it doesn't matter if I if the hand is white or not i guess they could that could all be illusion at the end of the day or if, yeah or they didn't think anyone was paying attention and they had some stagehand film it and it's going to be someone else in the end that's more likely yeah um but yeah yeah i have no idea i did notice that uh they referred to that again when the with the otis and mandy and Dolph and sonia segment um so they're definitely not doing away with it and who it is i have no idea i have no idea all right. Uh, thanks for solving that mystery for us. Uh, thanks, Craig. <laughs> yes, totally. All right. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net, along with other pro wrestling media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com. We'll go to uh, 305 next. Go ahead, state your name and where you're calling from. Hey, Mike. Hey, Wade. It's uh, it's your obviously not favorite sometimes co-host. <laughs> um, and, and by the way, thanks for getting my name right, Javier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got another one. I'm, I got another one for you. Uh, <laughs> I'm hurt, Wade. Oh, no. I was looking up the staff page on BW Torch and who's writing the, uh, oh, the no. uh, primers. Uh, yes. Who, who's writing them? Uh, Tom. Tom apparently still writing them. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I guess I got to update that. It's better than giving credit <laughs> to your brother. <laughs> I thought it was your brother writing I'm, them. I'm, I'm, oh, no. Huh? I thought it was your brother writing them. The, uh, oh, man. Uh, what was um, uh, you guys were talking about the hacker. Um, some internet sleuths uh, unmask the voices. And uh, the they've had multiple people playing him. Uh, one of uh, them was Mustafa Ali. The other one was Chad Gable. Oh, okay. So that and this is like believe, this is like voice recognition software or something. Yeah, yeah. Where you, you yeah. they just basically filtered out the the voice masking thing. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah, there, there. I mean, the the Xavier Woods. Uh, uh, theory came from uh, I think I don't know if it's that uh, he has a uh, uh, a Twitter account or something and, and it says it's coming from uh, truth or consequences uh, and uh, so people thought that it was Xavier Woods because of the you know he used to be consequences creed 
uh, and Xavier Woods did play into that. So, you know, as a as, as a smoke screen. But uh, yeah. some of the stuff I read is that originally when this started, they had no idea. They just created the character and eventually throw a wrestler in, into the role. So Yeah. I'm not against it being a group, you know, a faction. Uh, like, they can come out as, like, the... Uh... Who uh, the, the who was Superman and the Wonder Twins and and Aquaman and like what were they called the uh, the Super Friends Super Friends yeah super they friends. can be like they can be like Super Friends the Super Hackers the Super Friend Hackers yeah, or, I don't or, know yeah or, or the Scoobies since that movie's been <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the 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 Dudley Do Writers I don't know the um. And, uh, and 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 to start what you were talking about the uh, the stamina that requires to talk it, it really puts into perspective Akira Tozawa and why he's called the stamina monster. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, so yeah, um, and uh, and next week, man, AJ Styles versus Elias, the match I always knew I never <laughs> wanted. Hey, this is a test of how good Elias can be. We'll find out. I still contend Elias looked motivated to me last week. I think he's trying to show that he's not just a guitar strumming sidekick who's going to get cut in a year and a half when there's no use for him. He's trying to, he, I, I'm you know exaggerating a little bit, but I felt he was trying hard last week. So uh, next, you know, the AJ match is going to be a test of how good Elias can be. Is he just working on his singing and strumming and, and, and physique, or or is he serious about is he serious about being taken seriously as a wrestler? No better opponent. If you can't have a decent match with AJ and get motivated and up for it, then then you just back to the spotlight and the guitar strumming and, and stupid skits. I was gonna say it might take an AJ sabotage to not have a decent match. So yeah, <laughs> it's it'll be interesting if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 this is this is this is how how much they've turned him. Um, uh, when I saw it, like, okay, so you have Jeff, and uh, you know, you have face versus face on one side, and a heel versus heel on the other. Totally um, forgot the Elias was. Uh, was oh a- yeah, okay. I was going to say, yeah, I'm thrown off by what you just said there. <laughs> yeah, so that, that totally threw me off because I mean they they've changed him so much that uh, you know I I lost track of what alignment he's he's uh, on currently. Um, but you know, I was being facetious. I, I, I yeah. it's just that sometimes you see like a matchup and you're like, oh, that's awesome. And now I'm seeing this matchup. I'm like, oh, okay, let's see what he can do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and uh, so, your your what are your thoughts about AJ Styles? Is you think that's enough to bolster what's going on on SmackDown, or or they're going to need like significantly more? I don't think they have significantly more to give, but I think AJ gives SmackDown a, a big name who might have been lost in the shuffle over at Raw, uh, either to be a strong heel or strong face. And and between that and the, uh, uh, let me think, brand-to-brand uh, stimulus package? What is it? What is it? Uh, the, the, the Invitational, brand-to-brand Invitational? That's what it is. Um, between Styles being on SmackDown and that, I mean, I think they can, I think they can, you know, get, get by, you know, I mean... Yeah, I I don't think there's a lot more they can do. I mean, I, I, can they bring over a couple people from NXT, you know, and add a, another name? Sure. You know, I mean, one or two people to Raw from NXT, one or two people from NXT over to SmackDown would add some 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 freshness there. And I've talked about that on, on various uh, free and VIP podcasts the past couple of weeks. So, um, you know, whether it's a Keith Lee or Damian Priest or Dominic Dijakovic, I mean, there's some people who would fit the main roster. Velveteen Dream. Um, people would fit the main roster. 
Yeah, I was because I was thinking Dijakovic would be a good because I, I don't know what he does now after uh, who, uh, who did he lose to recently? Um, Gargano. Um, you know, they, they've got a lot of bodies uh, over there that they, they, they could start bringing over uh, to freshen things up because, you know, as much as I love Otis and that storyline going on, that, that kind of feels like it, it, it's, it could use a bit of a, you know, uh, every other week kind of approach and, and let, let the story breathe a little bit instead of, you know, constant, you know, being constantly on that. Yep. Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcast? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Rest Paradise at Peter Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the Paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger, and our I Was There When shows, where a guest will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. Detailed PWF Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise. I, I was fine with how she, you know, the the cheating back and forth thing for the uh, for the Charlotte match, but uh, with Charlotte basically being everywhere and the amount of push that she's got gotten, uh, does in her being the NXT champion, does uh, losing does her losing really? Uh, in, in, did, did it does, does it work grand picture wise for what they're trying to do with her? Yeah, good question, Mike. What do you what do you think in terms of the context of the of it? Also, well, I have to admit that I, I if you want to call that a clean finish, and by that I mean there was no outside interference or shenanigans in, of that sort. I didn't expect a finish one way or the other tonight because I didn't expect the company to have one champion beat the other. Um, and with that in mind, I think they 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 still got it right in a way that didn't manage to harm either uh, Charlotte or Bailey. Um, I thought the whole thing was going to be advancing the Bailey and Sasha conflict that Charlotte's kind of trying to drive a wedge between them. Um, and I think that advanced a little bit with some more subtle conversations that we saw tonight between Sasha and Bailey. Um, but the match went through to completion, but its ending wasn't such that one dominated the other. It was a dirty win for Bailey, and Charlotte got up right away. Charlotte wasn't down and out, injured, anything like that. She was yeah. smiling a moment after the Like, pin. I got outsmarted by at my own game. Exactly. And that's the story I wanted the announcers to tell more than they did, um, and not the robotic thing, because there was a story there to tell, and... You know, there's the line, and and they you know even said it earlier about you know Charlotte. They built it up early in the match, and it was a lost opportunity. But I mean, it's a t- isn't it the type of finish you would expect? I mean, it's champ versus champ. That's historically notoriously, um, you know, whether it's NWA versus WWF or WWF WWF, uh, you're not going to get a clean finish in those matchups when both are holding the titles. Yeah, and I want to concur 
that I thought it was a good match. And I'm not, I haven't, I've never really been a big fan of Charlotte, but this match was better than what I've come to expect or enjoy from her in that it was more smash mouth. It looked like a fight. It was violent. She had blood in her mouth uh, at the end of it. Um, earlier, Wade, you mentioned the the chest slaps um, that were not just few and far between t- that you might see in a regular match to get the crowd to go woo. They were repeated and violent. And there was more than one instance in the match where it looked like a fight like that. And I really liked it. And we didn't see any like flip floppy Charlotte or gymnastics Charlotte. She did go for uh, the moonsault once, I think, but it, she didn't hit it. She landed on her feet and we went forward. So I liked this, this brand of Charlotte more than others I've seen. And I liked the match. All right, cool. Uh, anything else, Javier? Uh, no, uh, that's pretty much all I had. Uh, I will now go uh, 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 wipe away the tears from all the hurt. Um, uh, I think you should go check that page because so, I think I actually think you imagined it. <laughs> I have a screenshot, Wade. No, no. I, I I think if you even check the screenshot, you'll see it was imagined. <laughs> <laughs> or I, I will think it was as doctored okay. as the hacker video. We're talking about fake screenshots now. Yeah, yeah. You can. I, oh, I, I, yeah. If, if we if we increase the magnification, I think we'll see the the, the cut and paste. All right, Javier. Well, I, mean, I, I did highlight it, and I, I, I wrote seriously. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, it looks very doctor looking. Stuff, yeah. So, uh, Javier, what, what, tell people what they should read at pwtorch.com from you, though. Give it a good plug. Uh, well, I do the uh, impact hits and misses, and the uh, and check out the you know now that's timely the um, the pay per view primer for Double or Nothing. Um, uh, by the way, I did want to say great uh, round table. Um, you you actually touched upon some things that I I, I was thinking about a uh, a, co- a possible Cody uh, heel turn. So check that out if you want to. Um, you know, it's, it's not my official prediction, um, but. Uh, but I do float the idea that there might be a, uh, a Cody heel turn and a dissolution of the uh, of the elite, and uh, and also you know if the chip works like Money in the Bank, uh, possible. I also float the idea of maybe Pack coming out of this uh, as the champion uh, because having Brody and um, and uh, and Moxley, if that's the final match and match order is important, um, that that might be a possibility. So. I flipped some ideas, so you know, check it out if you guys are interested. Very cool. Uh, Javier, thank you as always. Good to hear from you. Thanks. Have a good night. Yep, Bye, Javier. Yep. PWTorch.com. It's good, good writing. Uh, worth your time. Some of Pro Wrestling's best podcasts are VIP exclusive, and you can go VIP and find out why we have been supported by paid subscribers for over 30 years with our exclusive top-shelf content, including Pro Wrestling Torch senior columnist Bruce Mitchell with the Bruce Mitchell Audio Show. I usually host that program, although he has a variety of guest hosts with different themes and unmatched historical insight, but primarily providing insight and hard-hitting analysis and opinion opinion on what today's news means. Also, The Fix with Todd Martin. Every midweek, Todd and I sit down for two and a half, three and a half hours with analysis of the latest TV shows and major events from WWE, AEW, New Japan, and many others. Plus, he'll keep you up to date on what just happened in the world of MMA, 
USC, Bellator, and more, and what's coming up the following weekend. Plus book reviews, reviews of documentaries, and so much more comprehensive coverage of the worldwide pro wrestling scene. And then the unmatched mailbag segment. This is one of the highlights of the week in the pro wrestling podcast world. I know I sound like I'm exaggerating, but this is great stuff. The fixed listeners provide fantastic questions, and Todd delivers every week. You will learn, you will think, and you will appreciate professional wrestling on another level when you go VIP. And that includes Bruce and Todd joining me for post-pay-per-view roundtables following WWE and AEW pay-per-view events where we spend roughly an hour, sometimes longer, breaking down the pay-per-view. As soon as it ends, we are recording that podcast, and within about 90 minutes, it's available for VIP members on our VIP-exclusive podcast feed. All the VIP shows are available on popular podcast apps on both iPhone and Android. No ads, no plugs on the VIP exclusives, and we remove the plugs and ads from the free shows that also show up on the VIP podcast feed sometimes sooner than the general public has access to them. That's just scratching the surface. Go check out full details on VIP benefits, including retro radio shows from the early to late 1990s, our podcast dating back to the mid-2000s, back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly Newsletter, over 1,600 of them, and so much more. Full details at pwtorchvipinfo.com. That's pwtorchvipinfo.com. Join the ranks of the most well-informed and most entertained pro wrestling fans with the best podcast lineup anywhere. Go VIP and get these shows with the ads and plugs removed also. A huge bonus. PWTorchVIPInfo.com. All right, we'll go next to 615. 615, go ahead and state your name and where you're calling from. Hey, guys. Sean, VFT from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. How y'all doing? Uh, doing good, Sean. Thanks for calling. Uh, what do you think of SmackDown? Uh, well, I mean, it was, I was kind of leaning into the Charlotte Bailey cause I, that was the biggest thing I had as far as like big talking points as far as I just, I mean, I thought it was a decent match. I didn't think it was good. I thought it was physical, but the last part I just thought it was clunky. And then the ending, like you said, I, Bailey to me had to win only because of Sasha's and that, that's what way, you know, um, you know, you and Mike were talking about last week as far as. If Sasha doesn't come out, like last week's segment seemed even pointless more now after this week because it had a random match. To me, it was hard for me to get invested in it because I don't I don't like either one technically. I, I don't want right. either one to win. I, they're both heels. I don't like them. So why am I rooting for someone to win? And I'm just watching them. Yeah, it's fun. They're jacking at each other and they're having fun with each other and they're you know making fun of each other and stuff. But like Bailey, the stupid role of what you said. So I like that it's advancing, like, okay, Bailey thinks she's still the best, blah, 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 and Sasha's eventually going to get ticked off, and it's leading slowly to that. So I, I like that it, they're kind of not just trying to go to it. But, I mean, the last two weeks for me between them just meant nothing. It just it doesn't hurt Charlotte because she's, you know, pretty much nothing can hurt her really at this point. I mean, she's all over the place. Um, you know, they had her as a big star. You know, Bailey. I'm loving her, you know, again, what she's doing as a heel. I do agree with you guys on that. I'm, I'm starting to really enjoy her. But I just, I don't know. I, I know it sounds touche, but I, the segment just didn't mean much for me. The match, yeah, it was, it was fine, but it just it didn't really advance anything. It just To me, it just all seemed pointless. Um, obviously, they're they're doing this, and the sacrifice of having heel versus heel is is the trade-off is, while we think we're gaining something from having a star like Charlotte on SmackDown to give a boost to to a show with struggling viewership numbers. And then 
they're trying to tell the Sasha Banks story. And, I mean, the Sasha story, it's a slow brew. Um, uh, Mike, what's your evaluation of Charlotte on SmackDown having two heels face each other and whether it's worth it with what they're doing with Sasha in the meantime? Well, like I mentioned earlier, just if if you just said to me, oh, Charlotte's going to be on SmackDown tonight, for me personally, that would not be a draw. But the work she put in with Bailey tonight, I... Well, I agree with Sean. I wouldn't call it productive one way or another. It was treading water, I think. And that and it it was a bit subtle with uh Charlotte continuing to prod at their at Bailey's and Sasha's relationship. Um I remember during the match when Charlotte had the upper hand, she grabbed Cole's headset and yelled into his into his mic, you know, Sasha, get out here, I'll take both of you on. So and Sasha's backstage shown a few times. Is she upset when Bailey's losing or not? Um, there was a little bit of tension between Sasha and Bailey when uh, Bailey got backstage and said, I won. And she accused Sasha of, well, she said to Sasha, you didn't think I could win. And so the, there's still some tension. I wouldn't say it was without value, but it was treading water to some extent it there wasn't a whole lot of advancement and but with that like i like i said i still enjoyed the action that we saw between um charlotte and bailey and it is a it is worth saying that it's a lot different having two faces uh go at it than it is two heels the the dynamic is totally different but i found myself just kind of in a neutral zone um appreciating the hard work they were doing and yeah, and I mean, I think the, it's a success in the sense that everybody's glued to Sasha's reactions <laughs> um, when Sasha is 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 reacting to something that Bailey says, and that in and of itself is is a victory. So um, you know, people are intrigued by this, and the question is, can they can they get to it uh, fast enough to make it um, keep people tuned in, and then have a good payoff when it's time for the payoff? Um, but in the meantime, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I mean it's it, it it's tough. I mean I get having star power of Charlotte. I get um, you know it's it's a chance for two heels to square off, and I guess I'd like the announcing to rise the occasion a little bit more, and maybe I don't know. I just don't know where they're going for sure yet with it, and so that's kind of part of why I'm hesitating because is Charlotte just visiting and she leaves, and it it's just really was just to boost star power, and then Bailey goes back to beating up baby faces. Um, does Charlotte let this loss? Stand. Uh, they announced, you know, the takeover match uh, coming up. And by the way, congratulations to TV Guide for that scoop. I know they've been working for decades at getting a wrestling scoop, and they finally <laughs> got one. And uh, just, just really good for them. I know that's a beat that they haven't been uh, real successful in before. And um, uh, you know, hard work pays off, guys. Um, so yeah, I mean, Charlotte's got a lot going on. Is my point. And I could see her just not appearing on SmackDown, and she was just there for the star power. And we just go back to Bailey and Sasha against Teals. Harley, remember the days when women's wrestling matches were relegated to the mid-card dumping ground and treated like a glorified intermission? You mean the era when it was only men in the top spots in the main events, getting the biggest matches every night? Yeah. Hmm. Vaguely. Seriously, while we might have a long way to go, we really have come a long way, baby. And that's why we started Grit and Glitter. 
a podcast covering the best in the world of women's wrestling. From the horsewomen of WWE to the goddesses of stardom and everyone in between. Each Tuesday, Emily, myself, and our team of guest correspondents talk the best matches and the biggest news in women's wrestling. Plus, interviews, deep dives, and discussions about everything from media representation to gear to women in behind-the-scenes roles. Just search PW Torch in the podcast app of your choice to subscribe, or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Ah, uh, Sean. Anyway, back to you. Yeah. No, I uh, no, I agree, and, and that's what I say. It's just hard with the. I mean, I'm glad with the Bailey Sasha, they're at least taking it slow. They're not trying to rush. I, I do like that. I, I'm glad they're just kind of playing it out, ease Sasha, and eventually she just finally gets tired of it and you know turns, which would be which would be great. But um, the other thing I was going to uh, talk about was the, you know, with the with the bracket. I, I do. I am intrigued with AJ Elias only because I think you know AJ is one of the people that can get a decent match out of Elias. So I'm intrigued just to see what, how good of a match it is, even though obviously AJ is going to win. But, it, it, I mean, I, I like that. And then with Brian and Hardy, wait, you said it perfectly. I do think Brian will win with um, Sheamus interfering because, again, I just think when you build Sheamus up that far, you know, to give him all the squashes, get him pumped up and have him in a big way and then you know have him lose the way he did, you got to give him this heat back, and that's the way to do it. I, I think that's the, the best way to do it, in my opinion, right now is just having you know go on Hardy and interfere in the match and have him you know, lose that way. And so, yeah. but I'm intrigued. I mean, I, those two matches will be good. I mean, I'm, I'm I mean Brian Hardy will always be a fun match. I mean, two hot, you know good working guys. It should be an interesting. But yeah, I, and wait, I, I'm not with you on Braun against Miz and Morris, and I, I just I know they're trying to you know, tread water for a little bit, but I mean, I'm not interested in the match. I'm not going to poo poo it, but I'm definitely not interested in it. I just, Miz is just kind of is where he is. Morrison just kind of, you know, he's working hard. He's, you know, he's talking a good game. I mean, he's, he's entertaining and they're entertaining together, but I just, I don't know. Then I guess Braun just doesn't really, you know, do it for me in general. I, you know, it, it'll be fine for what it is, but I hope Ron just squashes them and you know moves on to whatever they're going to do with them next. But I did. And the one other thing I was going to ask you guys: What did you think of the the mixed tag? I mean, did you think it was a decent match? I thought it was pretty decent, and and I'm glad Sonya, like I said, I mean, I'm still liking what they're doing with her. I mean, she got the win, so that was good. Um, and I thought her work was pretty physical in the ring. Some good knees. What did you guys think of the match overall? What do you are you still liking what they're doing with her? Yeah, uh, Mike, two first. Um, the, the show tonight overall, I thought had three good matches, uh, with both, I enjoyed both of the, the intercontinental tournament matches and Charlotte and Bailey, the mixed tag, I wouldn't call a good match, but I would, it was more like a, like a character study, I think. And, and that's the best I think you can hope for with a mixed tag match in WWE when you're not going to have, you know, intergender combat. So it, it was entertaining. The, a couple things stood out to me. One I mentioned earlier about how Otis, uh, maybe I've missed it in other shows, but he 
he went a stretch, and I think this started when he was injured at ringside after he had been fired into the, the steel ring steps, and he was pleading with Mandy to get back into the ring to avoid a countout. He, there wasn't a hint of comedy or anything in his voice. He was talking like a normal person. And then a little bit later, uh, when he, he was trying to fire Mandy up, he was yelling, but not in his cartoonish voice. Um, so that stood out to me. Yeah. Also, there was a bit of weird, like, they did a hot tag at one point where Mandy made a hot tag to Otis and then Sonya dove to tag in Dolph as if she had to get Dolph to bail her out from being killed by Otis. But in a match like this in WWE, when a tag is made, it's almost like an automatic tag for your opponents as well, because the men will never fight the women. And along those same lines at the end of the match, Otis was brawling out on the ramp with Dolph and Sonya got the better of Mandy and my thought was that well Sonya is of of those two if it's just a one-on-one match maybe the more skilled and Corey on commentary said that Dolph was running interference on Otis so that Sonya could like scoop up a victory or something but again that's suggesting that Otis is going to like jump in and squash Sonya to save Mandy so there were some weird things going on in a mixed tag match that I don't think I should have been distracted by, but they were happening. So I don't know. That's that's those are my weird takeaways. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's interesting to watch at this stage uh, what they're doing with Sonya and, and Mandy, and I think they're they're onto something more than they anticipated with this storyline and with Sonya rising up. And I mean, it's so hard. You know, it's, it's hard to gauge. Cody talked about it in the in the media call yesterday. You know, how do you gauge if something's working or not? You know, we got social media, but otherwise you're kind of going on instinct and, and evaluating it yourself or, you know, looking at ratings to some degree. And it's not like SmackDown's having a real hot run of ratings, but they they, they sank down into uh, under 1.9, and now they've been back up above 2 million for a couple of weeks. And, you know, it's it's not good, but it's not catastrophic where it looked like three weeks ago it was heading. And is some of that, you know, uh is, is some of it stabilizing people being interested in a substantial amount of time being dedicated to this? And I think it's I think it's earned its time, um, in, in, including the match tonight. Um, I mean, it was nine minutes with a commercial break in the middle. So, you know, there's not a ton. Uh, but when, you know, Otis hit the ringside steps and Ziggler shoved him, Otis took the bump hard. Um, I thought Mandy and, and Sonya... Um, you know, had were more than respectable in terms of the intensity of their battle before Mandy Hot Take Otis. It was you know just a beatdown, but I mean, I thought they told the story well. So you know, it's a it's a not a huge a huge body of evidence right now, but I think uh, Mandy and Sonya are, uh, are earning their time so far. Yeah, Sean, back to you. Any final yeah. comments? No, I, I would agree. Um, no, I'd say I, you know, like like you were saying, I, I'm definitely intrigued too, just to see you know with AJ on SmackDown, just to give that extra you know little boost for them, you know continue kind of what feuds they're going to be thinking for him if he doesn't, you know, win the IC, which we're, I kind of assume he won't, but, you know, there's definitely a chance. But, no, yeah. guys, uh, Mike, it's good talking to you. Wade, awesome content uh, today. Yeah, I, I got to listen to pretty much everything today because I, oh, I was at work and just got to sit there and listen to it. And I really, just real quick, I pray that Todd literally did not hang up on you because that did worry me at the end of that. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I hope oh, he doesn't. You should – you, you, he, he definitely hung up on me, 
and uh, and and I and I and I texted him afterwards, and and my exact quote was, uh, "There's a tiny suspicion I had that it wasn't a technical error disconnecting us." And he said, "I will have revenge upon you in this life or the next." <laughs> so, but no, it was awesome. Like I said, the Tony Schiavone was great. The roundtable was everything was good. I, I enjoyed all of it. So thank you guys for taking my call. Thank you for all you do. As always. Sean, thank you for your support and your kind words, and uh, glad you got to listen to all that, because, man, there was a lot of VIP content yesterday. We're about to go to another commercial break. Why are you listening to commercial breaks? Why deal with these interruptions when you can become a VIP member, support the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows, the PW Torch Daily Casts, and the entire team and everything that we do, and get a ton in return for your membership by becoming a VIP member. Go to pwtorchvipinfo.com for full details. 30 plus years of archives of podcasts, retro radio shows, over 1,600 back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly Newsletter, a fascinating march through our coverage of wrestling history, and so much more, including ad free versions of the Wade Keller Podcast, Wade Keller Post Shows, and PW Torch Daily Casts, and several exclusive VIP podcasts just about every day, dozens of VIP exclusive podcast that you're not hearing because you're not a VIP member. So go VIP, pwtorchvipinfo.com. Subscribe to our VIP podcast feed and listen in a streamlined way with no interruptions to all of our podcasts. Again, that's pwtorchvipinfo.com. Let's see, we'll wrap up here with 443 and then we'll get to mailbag. Uh, 443, go ahead and state your name and where you're calling from. Hey, wait, it's Kyle from Butter Man. How you doing? I don't get Kyle. Thanks for calling. So, what's stood out to you on SmackDown tonight? Um, I think um, Sasha really her just her facial expressions when the back you know, when she was backstage with Bailey talking about how you know she hasn't needed just I just, just the subtle of the uh, just the eye contact Sasha's giving Bailey just when she leaves, he's like thinking, okay, I'm going to turn, but I don't know when. <laughs> so like, I get that I get that vibe from her every single time now looking at her and it's and um I kind of expected that she would cost Bailey doing something and, and but when when Bailey won I was like, Okay, that was that what I expected. But um but that's but that subtlety of them keep on going back and forth with each other by 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 looking at each other. It's just just like that, and just um, just um, seeing what will happen and who what Bailey will face at Backlash if it isn't going to be Sasha right away, and it's just it's just thinking like who would it be because they are just announced for Monday. There'll be a there'll be a um September triple threat match for who will face Oscar for the championship, but Backlash that was special for Monday. So I don't know. I just thought that's just what do you think about that? Uh, for me, and I'll be facing Bailey probably for Backlash. Yeah, I don't think they should do Sasha right away. Uh, Mike, what do you think? I wouldn't think so either. The the slow burn we're getting, and I'm with you, Kyle. I enjoy I enjoy seeing Sasha's reactions um, and Bailey's. They're, the subtlety is nice, and it's it's refreshing on WWE. And I think we're kind of in the middle of a slow burn. And yeah, backlash. We're less than a month away, I think from that pay-per-view so it, uh, if uh, Sasha and Bailey are going to self-destruct it's probably going to be more like a SummerSlam thing or beyond but yeah probably not as soon as Backlash yeah 
I agree with that. Uh, Kyle, back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was, you know, I was thinking of too because it'd be good to do that match for SummerSlam. I just, I just go back and think of that. The show is going to be in Boston. It was would have been a perfect time. He was already going to drop the turn baby phase, and then she would have got that huge reaction in her hometown. I don't know. Just, that, that whole thing still kind of gets to me every single time they get a hype of my uh, SummerSlam when, when that time comes. Um, but yeah, um, so I think too with Strowman and definitely uh, we could face him now already. I forgot who's facing a backlash. Um, oh, yeah, the handicap match, right? Um, that's just, you know. What do you think Ross Strowman's broke opponent's going to be? Is it really going to be Bray Wyatt as the theme for at some point? Because you know, for as because as the, as the match, looking forward more towards your McIntyre and Bobby Lashley as a match or a championship match than this handicap match, which is really just been running guy. I think it's just because he just have no other opponent for Strowman at this point besides Bray Wyatt, but that'll be more of a different slam situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the whole thing. I think Fiend and Braun is the only, if they keep the title on Braun, and I mean, I guess they, because like Styles as a heel against Braun just doesn't work for me. Um, so I, I just don't know who that SummerSlam opponent is for Braun if he still has the title other than the Fiend. So I think they're going to fill time until they get past July, and then it's going to be, you know, Braun against Fiend if Braun is still champion. Um, that, that's my take. Uh, Mike, how about you? No, I'm full steam ahead with Wade's idea from earlier. Get that <laughs> title on Miz and Morrison and <laughs> let the wheels fly off the car. I, that's what I want to happen. And, uh, yeah, then we don't have to – yeah, we don't have to worry about uh, Braun and a Fiend. It, it, who knows what will happen? <laughs> yep. Yeah, actually, that would be really interesting, though, if, if that does happen. I mean, that would be – had that ever happened before, have a cold, a cold WWE – Champion of some of some kind of that that ever happened before. I remember before they did they did Styles and um and Owens and uh, Zayn at at the Rumble 2018, and I thought that match was really good. And and that whole dynamic had happened, and that possibility was there. They're doing the same thing here. Um, I don't know. Can that can can they really pull that off if they decide to really go go through that? Even though I realistically don't think that they're going to win the championship at all, but. If they ever do, they have. If they have ever had like a major two top stars who were pushed heavy enough that could realistically could see as 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 the champion. If that scenario has ever happened again, can that can they really pull that off? And and will it really work? I I mean I I'm I'm normally very 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 against the idea of two people holding a major championship in WWE, and the only reason I'm sort of you know pitching it semi-seriously is as part of the hot potato scenario, not a long-term reign. You know, Miz and Morrison win, farcical circumstances. Let's say the Fiend Cosper on the match. Um, Miz and Morrison are just absurd. Nobody takes them seriously. And their first chance to defend it, they lose. And, you know, and then they protest that it should have been two-on-one. They shouldn't have had to pick one of them to wrestle. And you just get it off of them quick. But it's a way to get it off of Braun uh, without having him lose a serious straight-up match, which I don't think they want to do. Uh, and that is only if they want to get the belt over to somebody else. And, you know, if they want to get it to Brian or Styles or Hardy or Sheamus, uh, I think doing it in a more farcical way 
that no one really sees it. I could see Vince McMahon going, well, it's not a mark against Braun if he loses to Miz and Morrison because the Fiend interferes. And then we can get a couple weeks of obnoxiousness out of them before the fans take great delight in seeing them uh, lose the title before they even have a chance to defend it. And how humiliating would it be for these two loudmouth, obnoxious heels to lose the championship despite being able to both defend it at the same time? Something along those lines. I can just, I can't imagine Vince kind of going down that road. Um, Yeah, Mike. Or go ahead, Ryan. Or go ahead, Kyle. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I see a point. I really, yeah, just, it's really, I'm just being just sharing off ideas, even though I, I really, really know it's not really going to happen. Um, and then I think my last thing is with um, my last question is that um, is who will probably end up being the Intercontinental Champion after all this. You know, does that now it's going to be Jeff Hardy and David Bryan, right? So, and, and then probably if Seamus may, may interfere with that. Um, it's, I'm trying to think of of who can possibly may end up being the current champion between the three of Brian Giles and uh, Hardy. Realistic, I, I could see it. I could see it being AJ Styles, just because he hasn't won that title yet before. And I, it, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, kind of um, debating if it's going to be Jeff Hardy or AJ Styles. That's what I'm kind of debating in my head of who could possibly may end up being the current champion in my mind of who. Because they both seem perfect fits to me per, to, personally to see as a Intercontinental Champion, I'll, I'm not, I'll be fine. I'll be fine with either one. I just think it may be Styles because he's still a heel. I think he's still a heel, and um, and he hasn't held that title yet before. So I don't know. I just had that thought. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Mike. Yeah, uh, yeah. Appreciate it, well, Mike. What do you What do you think? I mean, I, in making Brian's been World Champ and being IC Champ again. It's like well. You know, and he made his case. You know, he wants to restore prestige to it. I don't know if AJ as a heel should be winning a secondary title after being on top. It's sort of a way of saying, okay, he's now not what he once was, but he's the best at something a level lower. And it feels like a little bit of a come down. Uh, but the matches could be good if he's face, if he's a baby face, and something else is going on in the universal title picture. That's fine. Although Brian, Danny Bryan, kind of stole his thunder with that fired up, you know, spirited, inspirational promo about the IC title last week. So I don't know, uh, Mike. What, what do you think? Who's 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 a good fit? AJ or someone else? AJ is a good fit, um, and I guess he's heel right now until further notice. Um, Daniel Bryan had those promos, but you mentioned earlier how we're not sure on his exact level of commitment, and maybe, especially in the current situation, they they might want an IC champion who is going to be around more and committed to be around more to maybe defend the secondary title a lot. And it's possible that AJ is better suited to that than Daniel Bryan is. Um, yeah. So yeah, I could see, I could see either one Daniel Bryan charging through. Uh, so we're, seeing it through to his end what he kind of promised to the fans with his spirited promos um but with that said i sound weak for uh backpedaling on my initial prediction <laughs> jeff hardy defeating daniel Bryan. so we all know jeff hardy's going to win this tournament <laughs> well played well played Oh, 
Aloha, Torch Faithful. This is Kelly Wells, host of PWT Talks NXT. Every Thursday, you can hear me and my gang of idiots, Tom Stout, who shares thoughts from the live tapings, and Torch recapper Nate Lindbergh, as well as a rotating cast of guests, cover the matches and events in NXT Live on USA Network. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe, or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Cheers! Let's shift to a few mails here and then we'll wrap up. Um, we'll begin with uh, Kevin from North Carolina. So with Bobby Lashley and Jinder looming as half-assed challengers for Drew McIntyre's title on Raw, they thought that it was a good idea to trade AJ Styles to SmackDown for a future consideration, no less. Just wow. And I really thought that Michael Cole had finally learned that there was actually a second half to Shinsuke's name, but alas, he called him that stupid abbreviated version yet again. And my final critique of this match is that the Styles Clash couldn't put him down, but the forearm did? Oh, it's, it's a phenomenal forearm. Come on, Kevin. Seriously, though, the tagline for Backlash is greatest wrestling match ever. Seeing that tagline besides the graphic for the Strowman handicap match was absurdly laughable. Thanks to everyone at the Torch for the kick-ass VIP content. I'm still trying to find the time to catch up on all of it. Uh, thanks, Kevin, for the kind words. Um, we haven't really talked about this, but are they, like, self-aware and making fun of themselves with that gaudy, over-the-top, greatest wrestling match ever graphic next to Edge and Orton? Or is that a straight-faced attempt to pitch this as a can't-missed a can't miss featured attraction that will be the best match ever, and we're sure you'll agree when it happens? The more they say it, the less seriously I can take it. And <laughs> that's got to be their stance as well. There's no way that those that they could think those two guys are going to have the best wrestling match ever in a company that is a shame to talk about wrestling. So it's, there's something else going on and it's going to be Orton being a dickhead. I think that's what's going to happen. And by being a dickhead, I mean not having the best wrestling match. He's going to do something else that isn't great wrestling. So I think it's, it, it almost feels tongue in cheek, you know, the way that they're saying it. That's what I was thinking had to be happening because it's so over the top. I mean, I did a double take when I saw that. It just, but I don't really see if there's truly a, a strategy for that either. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. We'll see. Um, you can't have you can't have the the greatest wrestling match of all time without a crowd. That's totally that's true. not possible. I don't think. And I a wrestler hasn't crowd... wrestled in how many years? An edge, like an actual match. Yeah, there's there's too much working against it for anyone to take that claim seriously. And and Randy Orton tops out at three and a quarter stars. Everybody knows that. Well, that's one of your best analogies, I think, is about if you you made a comparison to a an NFL running back, I think. Oh yes, need. yes, Leroy Horde. If, if if yeah, yep. If you need it, if if uh, let's see, if I want to get this right. Um, <laughs> in fact, I, I bet I can Google it. Uh, Leroy Horde, if you need three yards. Let's see if I can get this quote. Um, yep, here it is. It's in his Wikipedia page. That's how famous it is. Leroy Horde. Coach, <laughs> if you need one yard, I'll get you three yards. If you need five yards, I'll get you three yards. <laughs> it's all That's over. Orton. That is Orton. Yep, if you, need four, if you need two stars, I'll get you three. 
if you need five stars, I'll get you three. <laughs> and I think that's what we're in for. Sorry, folks, at Backlash, but we'll see. Leroy Horde was a great quote, by the way. He was one of my favorite post-game athlete interviews ever. He was always a blast. He was he was a backup to Robert Smith. He was the third down guy when Hall of Famer... Is Robert Smith Hall of Famer? I don't know. He's a multi-time pro bowler. Um, and uh, part of that 15-1 and team with, with Randy Moss and Chris Carter and Randall Cunningham. And uh, he, he was... He was fantastic. And his I'm delivery, not, his, I, I dare I say his delivery was much better than mine right there. Well, it's possible. I'm on <laughs> Randy Randy Orton's Wikipedia page right now, and he's quoted as saying, if you need the best <laughs> wrestling match of all time, I'll get you three stars. <laughs> so there it is. I love it. I, I Yeah. I don't know how they can fit that in storyline-wise, but um, it would be awesome if they could. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. We covered that. Um, cover that. All right, let's see here. I don't know. All these emails are just talking about AJ. Um, and, and the last emailer said that, and uh, uh, J, JB in Detroit also says, AJ Styles trade makes no sense to me. Why would Raw trade AJ to SmackDown for considerations to be made later? And no realistic sport would you trade one of your biggest stars for considerations. Now, I can hear, like, some people yelling, they're the same team. You know, like, this isn't this isn't Shane versus Stephanie. This is unknown authority figure versus unknown authority figure this is vince mcmahon i mean i you know and all that is there if if we pretend that there are that it's usa network versus fox um because that's kind of how they've been portraying it then fox says to usa network you know future considerations but you know here's the parameters and we hope you'll you know give us somebody worthwhile in return when the opportunity comes up so we can do business in the future together and trust each other and that is the story that I think they're going with, and I'm sticking to it, even though they haven't really explained it. Yeah, I mean, it's their own fault for bringing any sort of sports terminology into it, I think, because that's what draws that sort of investigation of why would why would Raw do that? Well, it's not Raw, you know, it's WWE, and it might have been easier on everybody if they just said, WWE has moved AJ Styles from Raw to SmackDown, but that they they choose to complicate things with language like AJ's coming to SmackDown for considerations to be named later or whatever. And I don't even like the the new stipulation or the the stimulus package that you mentioned earlier about how wrestlers can move from one show to the other four times per year. I don't even like doing that because that just creates a chore for the company and the fans to count how many times people are crisscrossing when they've already shown us in the past that they'll move people willy nilly, even after a brand split and everything, they ultimately do whatever they want. And it, when they start trying to make it sound like there are rules and logic behind it, that's the people try to look into it and it's just problematic. Well, I never give up hope. I always hope that they're going to just take one of these things really seriously and, and, and make us proud. And this is another chance for them to do it with this stipulation. Uh, Mike, I, I'm just, I, I, I'm eternally hopeful that they that they come through for us, and maybe this will be that time. But history I applaud shows, your optimism. Yes, but but history shows um, you're, uh, you're you're more likely to be right. At last, yes, <laughs> very good, uh, Mike. Uh, well, uh, like I said, the emails are kind of repetitive. Um, n- no offense to everybody, but they're all about 
basically AJ. Was there anything else from uh, from SmackDown before we wrap up that we didn't bring up that you uh, think we should talk about or that you want to bring up? Um, I had two things highlighted that I weren't sure were going to come up, and yeah. they both already did. Cool. <laughs> and it was about the, the mixed tag match yeah. and how I would like to see more promos from people during this IC title tournament. Um, so, yeah, that's it. I think cool. overall a decent show, but, yeah, pretty good. All right, cool. Well, uh, tell people how they can follow you on Twitter if you want and uh, give a little little pitch for your contributions to PW Torch also. Absolutely. I cover WWE main event every week for PWTorch.com. And I also cover every WWE kickoff show. That's the usually one hour, occasionally two hour program that precedes every WWE pay-per-view. You want to find me on Twitter? I am at the Mike show 42. I will see you on there. Awesome. Mike, thank you so much. Uh, Thanks to our callers. Thanks to our emailers. Thanks to our listeners. And biggest thanks of all to our VIP members. If you're not a VIP member, you can check out VIP membership, pwtorch.com slash go VIP. If you aren't a VIP member, you're going to miss out on our post pay-per-view roundtable that Bruce Mitchell, Todd Martin, and I will be recording after Double or Nothing on Saturday night. That is reason enough to go VIP. You can also support a small business. And we really appreciate those of you who have uh, done that if you've kind of been on the fence about it. Uh, but if you haven't been hit too hard with everything going on uh, financially, um, our ad revenue is way down, uh, and this is a free show supported by ad revenue. So uh, membership is more important than ever. So if uh, again, if, if if it's your budget, it will give you a lot in return. It's certainly not. We're not asking for your charity. We're just asking you to uh, to take the time if you've thought about it before to maybe make this the weekend you go VIP and enjoy all of the. Uh, just the massive uh, benefits that come with VIP membership, 30-plus years of archives, ad-free versions of these free shows, which is uh, reason enough for a lot of a lot of people, and uh, a ton of VIP-exclusive shows, plus the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly Newsletter uh, in PDF and all-text format and ad-free access to our mobile and desktop sites. So much more. Full details, pwtorch.com slash go VIP. Thank you again, Mike, and until next time, Wade Keller signing off. Have you subscribed to the PW Torch Daily Cast yet? It's a free daily podcast with shows throughout the week dedicated to Ring of Honor, All Elite Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Major League Wrestling, NXT, and MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. That's Monday through Friday. And on Saturdays, check out the Deep Dive with Rich Fan, where he examines a single topic in depth. And then Sunday nights, it's Wrestling Night in America with Greg Parks. You can listen live or download the show later at PWTorchDailyCast.com. Just click on the live stream link. 
He takes your calls talking about wrestling's biggest events, either ones that just took place or previewing shows that are right around the corner. And on Sundays when WWE runs pay-per-views, he's live right after the pay-per-view at PWTorchDailyCast.com, reviewing the show and taking your calls. That's the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your wrestling podcasts or visit our homepage to download or stream the shows or find out more information, PWTorchDailyCast.com. Now is not the time to overpay for razors at the drugstore. Harry's knows sometimes it's better to stay inside, and that's why they ship directly to you. So you can experience the quality of a Harry's shave in just a few days from the convenience of your own home. I love Harry's razors because of the fit and finish of the razor blade. For me, I don't like putting a cheap plastic blade or a heavy blade that's off balance up against my face when I'm shaving. Harry's has that perfect fit and finish, that balance and that sense of quality and that sense of safety along with a great shave. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your special trial offer by going to harrys.com slash dailycast. That's harrys.com slash dailycast. Harry's is super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule, with or without a subscription. Your choice. And you can feel good about your purchase. There's a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know. They'll give you a full refund. And 1% of proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better health care for men and veterans. So listeners of our show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash dailycast. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. So go to harrys.com slash dailycast to start shaving better today. That's harrys.com slash dailycast to get a free Harry's trial set. And I love the packaging it comes in, too. Thank you for listening to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Don't forget, we also have the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcasts. That is a blue logo show. This show, you'll notice, is a red logo. There's a very similar logo, but it's blue. And that's for our Thursday flagship, plus our mailbag and interview shows. We have first-run interviews and, most weekends, a classic interview from our archives. Just search Wade Keller in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Pro Wrestling Podcasts and choose the blue logo and subscribe. One of the great benefits that comes with a VIP membership is access to our unmatched library of Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter back issues. In the late 1980s and 1990s, before the internet, Pro Wrestling was documented in print newsletters, contemporaneously packing a week's worth of news and results and Q&A interviews with some of Pro Wrestling's biggest newsmakers in the pages of the Pro Wrestling Torch weekly newsletter. When you become a VIP member, you instantly gain access on our PW Torch VIP website to a year-by-year listing of all 50-plus back issues from every year dating back to the late 1980s through today. And every week, we update the format of our 20 years ago back issues with PDF and all-text format that makes it easier to read on your phone or your tablet. And the latest 20 years ago back issue postings have been a fascinating time in the pro wrestling industry. Going back to the April 1st, 2000 issue, the cover story headline, Bischoff and Russo given a second chance. 
The opening line of the cover story, WCW needed a big shakeup because status quo was leading them downhill fast. Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo, two contributors to the problems WCW is having, have been brought back as a team to save WCW. And there's an in-depth cover story on that, along with a lot of other news in that issue, including a feature column by Bruce Mitchell. And my preview of WrestleMania. And then we marched through April. The next headline was WrestleMania 2000. Triple H retains the title. The next week, the cover story is on the relaunch of Nitro after WCW took a week off. Plus, a cover sidebar reports on ECW champion Mike Awesome's attempt to jump to WCW without dropping the ECW title first. And part one of my Torch Talk interview with Lance Storm. And then the uh, April 22nd issue opens with a cover story on Nitro's crashing ratings after just two weeks of Vince Rousseau and Eric Bischoff in charge. Plus, a feature editorial that I wrote regarding Rousseau's booking style and my EndNotes editorial on the Rousseau-Hogan dynamic, plus coverage of WCW Spring Stampede and more. So when you go VIP, you get access to dive in-depth on those 20th anniversary issues, or any era you want to read about, whether it's the mid-90s or just three, four, five years ago. So, go VIP. Full details at pwtorch.com slash go VIP. That's pwtorch.com slash go VIP. I know a lot of you are diving into WWE Network archives and watching old content on different streaming services. Well, there's no better companion when you do that than reading our coverage in the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly Newsletter dating back to the late 1980s. Bring up our match report, our star ratings, our news coverage of that era, or just settle in and read fascinating interviews with some of Pro Wrestling's biggest names and their longest form interviews talking about the inner workings of the wrestling industry before there were podcasts with wrestlers hosting and talking about such things. The, the Torch Talk series was the only place you could go for long form interviews with Pro Wrestling's newsmakers. PWTorch.com slash GoVIP. In times like these, in times like these, I think you'll get more out of a PWTorch VIP membership than ever. So check it out. 